The holidays are just around the corner, and it's time to be thinking about getting those perfect gifts for family, friends, or maybe even for yourself. We have the perfect opportunity for you to take care of that shopping list and support ACB Media at the same time. It's the ACB Media Holiday Auction. Join us on Sunday, November 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Zoom or on ACB Media. You can bid on great, unique items like handmade crafts, collectibles, technology, and food including those wonderful baked goods and a whole lot more. If you want to get a jump start on things, the Sneak-A-Peak Appetizer Auction is also back this year on November 25th and 26th. Watch your email for more details or contact Leslie Spoon. Her email address is lesliespoon at cfl.rr.com. We'll see you Sunday, November the 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific at the ACB Media Holiday Auction. Happy bidding! Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello and welcome to Doing Braille Digitally for November 19th, 2022. I'm Nikki. I'm your facilitator for today and all of the days of this call. And I want to first thank... um, Darcy for streaming us on ACB Media 5. I also want to thank Jane for helping us in Clubhouse and for Sheila for helping us by hosting today. (coughs) So um, first I want to let everybody know you can always reach me at digitally at gmail.com and uh, if you email me you can email me about anything regarding this call and you can also email me if you'd like to participate and facilitate for a week about and talk about your braille display on our call. Um, Today we had a change of plans. Originally we were going to have Dan Tevold here to talk about his QBraille and Mantis, but unfortunately he had an emergency come up, um, a medical emergency, so he is unable to be with us today. So I would like to thank Holly and Chanel for stepping in today. We're going to have, um, Holly is going to tell us about some updates and, and about the orbit today. Chanel is going to talk about some things that she found as to why she prefers the Brilliant to the Orbit. And we're going to have a general little bit of a discussion, if there is time, about um, Braille on the Mac and why it is so frustrating. So if, you know, and after that, if there's time, we will have your questions. So I am going to um, hand it over at this point, I think, to Holly, unless I was supposed to hand it to Chanel, which they were collaborating, so I'm not 100% sure, but I'm going to hand it over to Holly, and she can tell me. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, Do you want I, me to? I'm, I don't care. I can go first if you want. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so um, I don't know. I haven't really been able to go to the um, user meetings with the, the CEOs and stuff like that of Orbit, so I don't know if there's been any major updates. Um, I know I talked when I was here last about the multi-line braille displays. They were supposed to come out in October. Obviously October has passed now, (laughs) so I suspect they're probably moved it more to the first of the year. Um, And I think there may have been an update for the Orbit Reader 40 not that long ago, and I honestly can't remember what was new because I don't have one of those. Um, 
but they did have an update to that. So, um, I think Nikki had asked me to talk a little bit about why I like the Orbit and, um, do a little bit of that. So, the Orbit, it's, it's kind of small, although I've seen smaller displays. It's a 20-cell display, so it's about as wide as 20 cells. There's a little bit of extra space on either side because it has buttons, so there's a little margin around the cells, but for the most part, it's about the width of a 20-cell display, and it's, I'm not good with, with measurements, so <laughs> I, it's, um, maybe, maybe five inches wide from top to bottom, I, I honestly, and about an inch thick, I'm honestly not sure, um, it's pretty small though, and it's pretty portable, which is one of the reasons I like it, um, because I think a, a 40 cell display would be nice, but those aren't as portable, so I think I'm gonna stick with, right now, stick with the 20 cell, um, and I, the keyboard is okay, it's not my favorite keyboard to type on, although I can use it for that, but I mainly use it for just for reading and um, I have a few it, it does have a book reader like a small um, rudimentary book reader file manager so I like it for that too because sometimes it's just nice to turn it on and type um, which I had with the braille and speak if those of you who are old like me remember the braille and speak and actually it's, it's funny that I mentioned the braille and speak because the casing for the orbit looks a little bit like the braille and speak so I feel like I'm using an old school <laughs> Um, and it is, there is a little bit of a noise level if that's a problem. Um, it, it refreshes, instead of refreshing all at once, it refreshes individual cells, um, along the line. And I was worried when I first heard about the orbit that it would take long, a long time to refresh, but you really can't, I can't tell that it takes any longer by the time I've, by the time it's refreshed, I'm, I'm ready for the next line. So, um... So I don't, and yeah, I, I just, I, it's, it's also more affordable. Um, I do like the affordability of it for sure. I mean, it's not free because the, the e-readers that NLS have are free now, which is nice if, um, you know, for it's, it, those are nice too, but they don't have as many, f as many features, obviously. So that's a disadvantage. So, um, so yeah, I guess that's. What I can't remember what else we talked about talking about. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just making stuff up now. You're good. Um, <laughs> um, I think that pretty much covers it. I think. Yeah, I, I think, think so. so I think so. If okay. I come up with something and uh, you, you want to chime in, then you know, by all means. Oh but sure, yeah, we can do that. We're just sitting here talking about why we like our displays. Every yeah, yeah. <laughs> that everybody else will be part of the conversation. So <laughs> that's why um, we're here. Yeah, because we like our displays. Well, I was, for the most part, a happy user of the Orbit, except when mine broke down, which did happen a bit more often than I would have liked. Uh, once, when we first experienced the pandemic and I was home more, it was about a year before I had the next breakdown in the cycle, so that that device does like being put, but I have been using the Brilliant BI-20X, from Humanware. Um, it's been almost a year now, believe it or not. And I was actually slated to get the 40. Now this was all due to the very 
a good generosity of my mother-in-law and she was willing to get me a nice display. Well, they, the 40 was on back order forever. And so we decided to go with the 20. The main advantage of the 40, I thought, would be as if I was ever to do any uh, proofreading because I had completed my NLS certification course oh, a couple years ago, and I just haven't gotten back into that. But as far as the Brilliant, one of the things that I loved, a couple things I loved about it straight off were the ease of typing on the keyboard. The keys are just easier to press. I feel like they're a bit more ergonomic. Um, the orbit, I can't, I don't remember how to describe. They were supposed to be more straight across. And I guess these are kind of the same way too, but there's just more give in the keys and they're easier to press. The other thing is the fact that there are thumb keys. And one of the first things I did was reverse the positions of the thumb keys. And that's just the beginning. The other great plus, of course, is cursor routing buttons, which really makes and it's one thing when you're navigating in a file on your own display, the cursor routing buttons can be helpful, but maybe not as necessary. When you're trying to navigate using JAWS or a screen reader and activate things on the screen, even on the iPhone, the cursor routing buttons are a plus. As far as size, I know Nikki gave you the dimensions for the Brilliant. I would say it is about, I'd say the Orbit Reader is a bit wider uh, um, from front to back, maybe. Or This thing is definitely more squarish, but it is thinner than the Orbit, but thicker than my old Vario Ultra, which I was trying to find that just to double check my comparison. So it's definitely a portable device. I mean, I thought my Orbit was, it was okay, but it was heavier. This is definitely portable. And one, there are several tasks I like. Well, first of all, it's just, I'd say, you know, what's, a, what's one of the number one things you like on this? Well, for me, that's just being able to pull up Bookshare or Bard. I don't use that as much, but Bookshare, if we're talking about a book, let's say on a call, either in my book club or some other call, I can just quickly go to Bookshare, don't even need the computer, go to Bookshare, see if it's listed and Bada bing, bada boom, press the download key, and I have got that book on my device. Um, one thing I've really been doing quite a bit more than I ever envisioned I would is connecting the Braille display to my computer. I had a bit of problems using USB where the cord would just, uh, or would make sounds like it was disconnecting and reconnecting, and I mean, it still charges. So the USB port still works. I'm not sure I've had this happen with two computers, but it works really good with JAWS over Bluetooth. It used to not. And I even had more problems with my orbit with Bluetooth um, and just in general on any device. Um, the, it worked okay on iOS, but with the Braille, Brilliant, um, once I, I don't know what I did, but I eventually did get it to work great with Bluetooth and JAWS. 
Another thing I use it for, I don't do a whole lot on iOS, but I happen to love an app called Duolingo. It's a language learning app where they really give you some fun kind of incentives. It's more of a game where you compete in leagues and you can, you know, build up streaks and you complete these quests. And so anyway, they, they make language learning way more than just language learning. We should be in it for the language learning, but... I don't know how I would have done that without my Braille display. I did use the Orbit for that, definitely. But I think it's a bit easier to edit um, using the Brilliant because I have cursor routing keys. And just having Braille just to speak to the wonderful thing that Braille is, being able to use that for a course to see how the words are spelt um, is really invaluable. And another thing I've started doing recently with my Brilliant is I have been, well, I have been using it to read the schedules by connecting it to my computer. I would read the schedule for ACB Presents on my turn. Uh, Mondays and Thursdays, we do ACB Presents, the daily schedule, and part of that whole routine is for us to read, actually, the events in the schedule. Read some of the events that don't have, that have never been in the community before, read the descriptions, otherwise pass over them. So when I do that, I typically edit the file to make sure... Um, the dates and the, or the times or where I want them. And I kind of rearrange things a little bit to make it easier for myself to read. And I do that on either, like I said, on the computer with JAWS or lately I have started create, taking the HTML file and placing it on my Brilliant because the Victor Reader has a wonderful feature where it, where it can move by different navigation levels. And so with the T cord, I can set my navigation level to level two or level three, and I can move by those headings. Also, I have started taking, uh, there was a, a book that Herbie and I were going to read together, and you get things in these big PDF files, and they're not sometimes formatted well, and so I made each chapter title a heading to more easily get to that. And so that's the latest thing I've done. I'd say, as I going back to the orbit and the brilliant, um, if I was able to, if I was getting this display for myself, it would be hard due to the cost. But the fact that I can um, use it to connect directly to Bookshare, Bard, even Newsline, if I want. The fact that I don't have to, when I was using the Orbit, I had to convert files to BRF. Um, this thing can open doc, docs, BR, uh, text, RTF. I think it can even open PDF. I don't remember. And there's also, since I began using the Orbit, the Braille editor has been introduced. Nikki talked about that. That and the text-to-speech, which I don't find myself using. It was a neat idea, and I played around with it at first, but I have not found any need to use it. I guess maybe when I find a book that I can only read on Bookshare and I want to finish listening to it and whatever, I'm doing other things, maybe I'll find a need for the text editor, but or not text editor, TTS. But apart from that, the... 
Ability to write just BRF files is great. I wish I would have had that when I was taking the grade three course. They have a class here on reading grade or learning grade three Braille. And I would attempt to write the symbols or attempt to try to write everything out in grade one, and it would just be a whole big mess. So the Braille editor is great. Um, and that's pretty much my usage. I, I use the Brilliant mostly for reading, sometimes for connecting to JAWS and iOS, and sometimes for um, writing notes. Even just I wrote a simple BRF file yesterday to keep track of the order of presenters in the Writing Works Wonders open mic. So there's lots of things. This is a great display, and I am certainly glad that I have it. Yes, and I would have to agree about the Victor Reader and the Bookshare and the navigation levels. I love those navigation levels myself. Mm -hmm. um, they are just absolutely great. And um, I like to, as I've mentioned before, I won't get into this big time because I've said it so many times that people will, will not want to hear it. Um, but basically, I really enjoy the fact that I can put my Word files for church right onto yep. the Brilliant and read them. And I just, yeah. I love that. So... Um, aside from all of that, does anybody have any questions before we move on to something I'm, I'm dear, near and dear to my heart? Um, does anybody have any questions for Darcy or uh, Chanel? You mean Holly? You raise your. I mean Holly or Chanel. Yeah, okay. What am I doing here? Okay. You're fine. So go ahead and raise your hand if you have any questions. Elizabeth. Hi. Um, two comments. Uh, I don't know whether it's still going on, but Humanware did have a pay-as-you-go plan for people, which may make their product their products more um, more affordable. It doesn't change the price, but it changed the, changes the payment options. So that's something to perhaps investigate. And the other thing is, as a long, long time user of humanware products, the fact that they make high quality hardware and have good support and good uh, maintenance support is, a, is truly a plus and, and needs to be um, pointed out. They, they really are top notch, good hardware. Um, I've, I know people that have had humanware products for years and years, and if you maintain them well, they will last a very long time with very little breakage. Definitely. I, yes, my, my Braille note, uh, that's true. My old Braille note lasted a long time. Um, I had a Braille note PK, which lasted except for the fact that I think I must have accidentally left it in a cab somewhere. Uh, but when I was on the Brilliant site today, just, just confirming pricing, um, it, they do, they still show the split it up and the 10 payment into 10 equal payments. So they definitely have that option. Hey, Marcy. Marcy? You're muted. Oh. All right. Kim. Hello. Hello. Hey. hey. <laughs> I have a question about um, 
be quiet, phone. Ah, okay. So, um, one thing I was wondering about, yeah, I think um, it was already touched on a little bit, but the tech tech support for the Brilliant, <clears throat> are they really helpful and are they, you know? Yes. They are yeah. helpful. I will tell you that the best way to deal with tech support for humanware really is to write to support at humanware.com. If you end up calling up, yes, you will ultimately get through the queue. But if you can use support at humanware.com, their response time is quite good. And their support is good and has gotten a lot better over the years for those of us with long memories. Um, they really are doing quite well these days. Okay. Yes, yeah. I, I I, just... I'd much rather talk to people, but um, anyway. A good thing to do um, sometimes, Liz. I'm sorry, a good thing to do maybe would be to email them. And then if you needed to go into more detail, then that, that is an option. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kim can, I'm sure you'll figure out what works well for you. I can just say that I only had to call them once um, because I was really stumped. I tend to use tech support as a last result, but they were the guy I spoke with was actually uh, someone I recognized from ACB. He was extremely helpful. And between the two of us, we were able to brainstorm what in the world was going on with my unit, which was simply that it didn't like some of the files on my SD card. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh -huh. um, yeah, it Can was a good you, experience. Are you, allowed, are you allowed to tell us uh, how much it is? Yes, the Brilliant is twenty one ninety nine. That's two thousand one hundred ninety nine, or you could just say twenty two hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah, and the the forty cell is. $3,695. I'm glad yeah. they make a 20 cell. I've Definitely. Got, I've got a Focus 14, and I keep wishing it was 20. You know? Yeah. But, oh, I know. Man. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, another, almost forgot. Are you able to use that on your Apple computer? It, we are going to be talking about yeah. that in a few minutes, actually. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> It yeah. can be rough, I know. It is very I also, rough. I also personally wouldn't, would have a hard time using a display of less than 20 cells, I think for me personally, because you'd have to do a whole lot of scrolling. I mean, you have to do enough scrolling <laughs> yeah. with the 20 yeah. cells. you do, yep. So, yep. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, thank you. All right, let's see. Marcy, can you unmute? Marcy? Lynn. Hi, Lynn. <clears throat> Hi, everybody. So now that I'm um, involved in projects as a, as a facilitator, um, I really do feel like I need Braille. Um, I have a lot of notes that I need for my programs. Um, and I'm writing them in Braille with a slate and stylus. And no. <laughs> that's not, tough that, oh, that, that sounds like, rough that's dedication yes yeah, yeah. um I, I i do okay with that but oh no it's just so you know so analog <laughs> anyway um so it's a shame that our um our our uh, mantis person wasn't on because i that's the one that i have my 
my yeah. sights set oh, yeah. on. I, people um, love it. The people that have it, I don't think it would be the device for me, but yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was I saw one. I saw one and I loved it. It was great. It was, and for a 40 cell display, it was more portable than I would have imagined. Really? Wow. It was, it was. I thought, you know, cause I, I had, I have a focus 40 for work and I was like, that's so clunky. I wouldn't want to carry it anywhere. And my friends Mantis, I'm like, wow, this is, the, I wouldn't have imagined oh that somehow goodness. they design it. Yeah. Oh. Is that the one that has the QWERTY keyboard or is it? It is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's the selling point for me because I think I like QWERTY better. Oh, me too. Honestly, um, I do. Um, no. Um, oh, <laughs> but what's also, your question? <laughs> well, um, who actually makes the Mantis? Is that that's not Humanware? Humanware. Is it? Yes, is they, it? Do. they do yeah. make it, but APH distributes it. That's what I was confused about. Okay, so I couldn't get it directly from Humanware. Then I have to get it I from. I think APH. you could. I don't think so. I saw. Oh, it you on do. The you can. I thought mm -hmm. I saw it on the website when I was looking under <coughs> products. I'm checking on that. Um, I will check. Let's see. Yeah, so while well, I'm looking at that. Yeah, and see, the thing is, I'm not interested so much in a note taker um, or I don't want speech on it. Um, you know, I don't, I really want it to be strictly a braille display um you know i don't need any yeah i mean i guess a basic note taker would be good but i i plan to use it with my iphone and i have tons of note taking programs on there so um, definitely and you're saying that braille on the mac is uh dodgy <laughs> as they say it is because <laughs> i have a macbook air and i was Hoping I could use it with the MacBook Air, but if I could use it with the phone, that would be fine too. I mean, yes. Um, I so I don't know, Nikki. If we or should we see if we have any other raised hands? Let's um, see if we have any other raised hands, and then we can get into the Mac. All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. There Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm loving it. No, yeah. that's okay. That's okay. Fine. No, if but we, we want to discuss this at length, and okay. so yeah. Okay. You're gonna Dan. ruin my day. Dan, go ahead. Unmute. Oh, Dan. So I was wondering, with the with the brilliant and your experience with an orbit, um, what do you think about the 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 braille quality differences? Which one oh. do you like better? Well, I would say I love the quality of the Orbit, but it does come at a price being it is a lot louder. And that would have made it, I've been working on a recording project, um, audio recording project, and there's no way we would have been able to do it with the Orbit. Even with a Brilliant, I've had to sit in my husband's office, studio, whatever, with a, with a blanket covering it. I mean, it makes a the fraction of the noise. And so, you know, the it really depends on what you need. Were you gonna say something, Holly or Nikki, or? Um, I was just going to say that I I do I have the um, Orbit and I have the e-reader from NLS, and I the the e-reader uses like the the standard Braille cells and the Orbit uses the um, the they're different I, I don't I don't remember what the proper names are, it's more it's more pronounced Braille and I really can tell a difference. Um, 
the orbit it's more like signage quality they call it braille it's it's crisper um the sometimes the other brails feels mushy to me um the noise is is somewhat of a problem i think they've actually done a lot to lessen it even because mine is is pretty old and even now i think it's every time i hear it from different people i feel like it's less so i think they're constantly working on trying to make that less and less a problem and it really depends on like chanel said what you need because if you don't really care so much about noise level like i'm in a position where i don't when i'm reading braille i don't have to worry so much about the noise level it's not a problem for me and i did find an answer uh, you can purchase the uh the mantis on the human war site for the measly price of 2965 2695 sorry i got that messed up and or um 385 dollars with the split it up payments for um 385 dollars a month so there you go how much is it at IPH, I wonder? Is it, is um, that more or less? I don't know. Let's find out. Um, <laughs> We're doing uh, on the call, on the Yeah, which I'm not very good at, but I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, definitely. I do miss reading on the orbit for that, that Braille because it, it was pretty great. Yeah, I was, yeah kind of I was very impressed when I saw one. I really was. Yeah, I was, I was curious about that because um, Orbit is using a mechanical cell where everybody else is using a piezoelectric cell, which is uses essentially magnetism. Yeah, that's right. Shoot it up. <laughs> I knew it was um, something electric, yeah. <laughs> and so I was kind of wondering if that had improved because I my first one I got my hands on was a very old Packmate that somebody had um, uh, donated to me. And I had such a hard time reading that. So, um, but now I'm interested in an 80 cell for, because I am a software developer and I would love to be able to read most of a line of code <laughs> in one go. And the idea of going to these piezo systems has me a little worried, particularly if I'm looking to plucking down like $9,000 for one. Um, I don't know if you know about the, Dan, there's, Orbit is, is um, making some multi-line Braille displays. They haven't released them yet, but they're coming, and I think that might be a um, a compromise, like, because you could still have the, you know, more lines on one display and not have to always constantly refresh, but you wouldn't have to spend quite so much money on an 80-cell display, if that's something you might be interested in. Well, yeah, if they have a way to wrap, maybe, um, because programmers out there, um, they love to put everything on one line. And so that's, that's, oh, the, I know. <laughs> that's the main issue. Yeah, it's, I get that. So when you're on a 20 cell, panning six, seven times to read a line is not fun. Um, yeah, it does wrap. So they have three, they have two models. One is five lines of 20 cells and the other one is three lines of 40. So it would wrap um, the line. You would it would still be on multiple lines, but you wouldn't have to refresh quite as much. Oh, okay. And yeah. for everyone's information on APH, it looks like the Mantis is two thousand six hundred and eighty-two dollars. So you save thirteen dollars or whatever it is. Um, I don't know if one oh, includes wow. shipping and <laughs> yeah, thirteen. I know. <laughs> I don't know. 
um, what why they make that different, but there you go. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the uh, APA doesn't have that payment option. Yeah, I don't know if they have a payment option. No, I don't think they do either. But humanware. I think is. doesn't humanware use? Do they use PayPal or do they use something else? I'm not even sure. Oh, I. It said something about split it trademark. Yeah. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah, that's what it is. So I, I think, think it's, that's what they use. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, do we have any more hands? No, not at this time. Okay. Do we have any in Clubhouse? Sorry, my mic is muted. Uh, no, we don't. Okay. All right. So now let's go on and move on to Braille and the Mac. And it doesn't matter what Braille display you're using on the Mac. So it, it, this none of this is Braille display specific, unfortunately. No. <coughs> and because um, I've tried it with multiple displays, as have others. And um, if there's anybody here on the, on the call that's listening in, and attending and has any tips that the three of us don't know about, we would love to hear them because honestly, Braille on the Mac is just not, it doesn't work for me. I know that. And I know Chanel has said it doesn't work for her. Um, I, the first thing I tried when I hooked my Braille display to my Mac and I did it via Bluetooth. I didn't do it via USB because I didn't really want to have a cord in my way. Mm -hmm. um, and the pairing process was great. And I even tried modifying some of the commands so that they would work better for me. But in, I tried reading email yeah. and it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. I <laughs> can't seem to get into a message just using the braille display I can't arrow through my messages uh, my list of messages and I can't seem to actually uh, go in and read it and sometimes when I'm in an email message I can't seem to pan through it mm -hmm. um, it's like it doesn't wanna it just wants to go to the next line it doesn't want to go to the next set of 20 cells or whatever it is and I, I just can't get it to work very well for me at all. And then I didn't even move on to Safari because my experience with email was so dodgy. Um, and I just don't understand why it's so... I, I, I mean, I just I keep thinking, it must be me. Why would they m make it so messed up when the phone works so well? Um, I mean, how could they get away with producing something that is that bad? Um, but... Everybody seems to have the same experience. So, um, Chanel, um, what are your experiences? Yes, so I think it's partly because of how voiceover processes information. Um, I, I'll never forget reading this article on Safari on AppleVis, um, and he talks about, you know, the key difference is voiceover processes info in web chunks, whereas when you're using um, a screen reader and Windows, your your website is kind of like a virtual document. Um, and so I think that makes a difference, honestly, in even how we're able to move with Braille because it's not very seamless. You have to, I also have tried reading email and it's fine if I get it. First of all, in Braille, you have to do where you can get by without interacting. 
um, just with a keyboard. And there's lots of places where you can get by without interacting. You must interact in Braille, whether you are going up and down your message list or even in your file browser, in Finder, all those places. You don't have to interact to move around. I know I may no, be speaking a sacrilege, but um, I, I don't. You know, I don't interact. Don't, yeah. You taught so, us. But you, you taught us not to. And <laughs> yeah. So and but you do have to with Braille. That is yeah really um the big thing and that's i don't mind that that in itself is not so bad but what is problematic is if you are trying to read an email first of all it one thing too you cannot in jaws it'll let you reverse the order of your panning keys um yes and on the mac i've tried to reassign keyboard commands and it works really wonky um i can reorder the panning keys except moving forward by dot one or dot space and dot one you would have to use dot dot um four or moving back whatever they're reversed even with the dot the space and dot one versus space and dot four because you've changed your panning so um with your your thumb keys so then when you actually get into an email, um, it's fine if I'm on one continuous block of text, but if it's divided yeah. into other things, it, or if I want to go back or if I want to move my cursor, my Braille cursor, use the cursor routing button and move my cursor, then it freezes. Um, so then I was trying to work on a Google form the other day to see if I could by chance fill it out on my Mac. Well, I was trying, um, but and I thought, okay, I could use this key to move from field to field. I was, I had to working on a project where I had to call people and take their responses and help them fill it out. And unfortunately, I had to resort back to Windows for that. Sure, I could create a command to go to the next heading, but I kept getting stuck in the radio buttons for each choice, you know, you so with the Braille. So it just wasn't very conducive. I sure I can read if I'm just reading a straight block of text in Safari or but I would even with my orbit or I may have had an easier time with my Vario, I don't remember. I would proofread the focus questions that I would write and assign for class. And occasionally, I might like to proofread them in Braille. Well, if I'm on my Mac and I start writing where I think the cursor is, nope. And if I try to route the cursor there, it can sort of work, but not consistently. So <laughs> that is my experience. So I have a similar experience. However, I use it a little bit differently. Um, I was using it, well, I use it for programming, so I'm mainly using it to read what I've written, and so for me, I don't use the Braille display commands as much as I just use the key computer and then look at my display every now and then to see what it's showing. And it works pretty well for that. I did have some trouble with Safari reading long blocks of code and stuff like that because it just was formatted weird. Um, but I found for what I was doing, it worked pretty well. But like I said, I was mainly just reading and interacting that way. Um, the one advantage to the orbit is that the panning keys are the same on both sides. So um, you don't have to worry That's so much true. about that. Yeah. So yeah. that is one, one thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it worked for what I needed it to do. But I do understand people's 
frustration because it does have issues. And I think you're right, Chanel. I think it is the way voiceover processes the text because or the whatever you're looking at because I think the screen readers do a lot of heavy lifting when they make those virtual documents. Mm-hmm, they do. Um, and the Mac is always the voiceover has always been more about showing you what's on the screen and yep. letting the applications do the lifting. So I think that's sort of just a difference in the way it works. And that's not a diss on the Mac oh, yeah, voiceover. No. It's because it's <laughs> it works really well for for lots of things. But yeah, it's um, and that's the thing too is I want if I'm using my Braille display, I don't want to have to reach over to the keyboard to right. uh, type right. or, or look at something. I mean, yeah, that makes right, sense. Right, exactly. And my my issue is sometimes I'm like, okay, I just want to sit on my recliner, keep my Mac plugged in over here, and just use my Braille display. Well, try sitting there on a on a on a rock uh, recliner holding a Braille display, or even if it's around your neck and a keyboard on you know on your lap. It doesn't yeah. work that well. No. It doesn't work that well. So I can see why it works the way you're doing it, Holly. I really can, but Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, speaking of programming, yeah, I, I just wasn't... really haven't Oh I'm sorry, sorry Holly. Sorry. I was just gonna say I really just haven't um I do so little like long form reading on my Mac anyway. So for me I'm I mainly but that's my use case, it's not everyone's and I, I completely understand that too. Well, yours makes sense because I was listening the other day to the Braille List. They're a group in the UK and they put on these programs that I've only been getting emails about for a year and hearing about from Dorlin. And I finally decided to go to one of their sessions. Um, I've listened to a few of their podcasts. But this last week they had a session on using Braille for um, computer science type careers. And I was so surprised to hear that there was a lady on there who uses the Mac for her programming. And I mean, she still works in virtual environments, but she uses a Braille display. And it must be because, you know, she's only reviewing the code with the Braille. And um, that that just sounded <laughs> like, wow, how do you do that on the Mac? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think if you're not using HTML, and I- I don't know. I wouldn't, I'll have to do some playing around with this, but I wonder if, if you're not using HTML, if you're using just like text editing or, um, cause the Xcode is, is a text editor basically with, with a lot of bells and whistles. Yeah. So I wonder if you're using a text editor or like a document editor other, you know, other than like HTML based ones, if it works better. I don't really know that answer. Hmm. Interesting. Uh-huh. Good question. But so many things are HTML these days. Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So now that we've given you our take and our experience um, on it, does anybody have any uh, comments, questions that we may or may not be able to answer since we can't get it to work very well, or any tips that they found that we just haven't? Irby Allen. All right, so as your number one Mac enthusiast, at least on this call, I hope Holly well, I don't is, know if I'm and Holly is. A Holly Mac is enthusiast. okay. Very good. Okay, well, she, but she's a veteran. Remember, I'm still technically a noob. You know, yes. Dar- Darcy and Holly go back to when I'm old school. Yes. Yeah, they, they, when when you know we were laughing at the voice the idea of voiceover on the Mac, like who would want to use this thing back in two thousand five? You know. Yeah, we were doing it. We were there. Yep. Yeah. So you know, I, I, <laughs> well, I'm I was one of the first people to use the three GS when it had voiceover. So. And uh, I, so yeah, so so I'm a baby compared to them. You know. Um. Anyway. <laughs> 
Uh, but you know, I, I, but maybe that gives me the advantage that I'm trying to spread the word. Anyway, okay, several things. First of all, I can tell you from a voiceover perspective, I have written at least HTML in both text edit and Xcode. I find out of the two, text edit to be a little bit easier, but just the way voiceover reads HTML code is interesting and i will be honest sometimes it's a little bit easier on windows than we're talking about navigating once the code is i know but the way it goes into just the way voiceover it navigates weird it's a whole yeah it, it, it's an interesting process and so that's why it, it you know it can affect how you know braille display uses your guys's experience but Two things related to Braille displays. One, would somebody using, like, say, a Mantis that has the QWERTY keyboard, um, would they have an easier time because of the QWERTY nature of the keyboard? And two, oh yes, yeah, they would. So you could you'd have the Braille display aspect. You just wouldn't have the Braille keyboard. And then two, um, that Braille keyboard, um, the not the Orbit Writer, the other one. Oh, the Hable. Hable, yes. If they were to make a Braille display version of that, you know, given how it pairs like a regular Bluetooth keyboard, would that solve a lot of the, A, could somebody with a Hable one, if they didn't, if they wanted the Braille keyboard and didn't mind hearing voiceover, could they navigate normally and, hmm. you know, be using it? I don't know. Probably yeah, not because, they... because voiceover okay. sees Braille displays differently like it it would have but to the, pair as a braille display i think well because the hable one pairs as a bluetooth keyboard not as a braille display well because it, it it basically is a bluetooth keyboard right yeah Am I right about that? yeah so it that is. would make sense but if you're trying to use braille like as right. a oh braille i display, see yeah okay well what if they could make that maybe they just now with the invention of sidecar maybe they could find a way to make braille display work differently. apple just needs to make a braille display and then hmm. there you go we, <laughs> well that, we've been that, saying we've been saying that for years too so what the, that would yeah, be interesting that would be interesting um that, that they, they might even offer discounts on the uh, apple card you know get three percent off if you purchase our braille display you know or, yeah there you go. Yeah, you can All get three percent right. cash back. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, okay. let's start. That you know, Tim Cook is on Twitter, so guys, start tweeting him and uh, suggesting that Apple get into the Braille display market. And uh... there you go. Okay. Do we have anybody else? We do. Kim, I'm Kim. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I wanted to let you guys know. Now, I don't do a lot of fancy stuff on my Apple computer. I don't look at look at program codes or anything like that. I don't even know what HTML stands for, but I have a Focus 40 hooked up to my Mac, um, and it's hooked up by a USB port, and I don't have... I have found what I need to do, like if I want to read a news article or whatever, it will sure it'll start talking. And when it gets to the end of a line, it always says, you are currently here to, uh -huh. do, to do this, to do that. Well, I hit control and I tell voiceover to stop talking 
and my panning buttons get me through the article just fine. Um, it might be that I have an older display. This thing has to be 10 years old. But, and I don't even know if it's a Bluetooth or not. I'm not even sure of that. Because I had it, I, I bought it right before I had to quit leaving work, to quit work because of stuff. And that was in 2010. And, um, but anyway, my panning keys get me through email just fine. That's great. Understand, understand, though, that um, when I'm putting commands in, I'm doing it on my computer. I don't even know how to put commands in on my focus. But it reads to me. It fills out forms. It replies to emails. It does okay. all the good stuff. Do you write those replies on your focus or you said you write everything on your computer? You just use it to read basically. Right. I, I, okay. Yeah. Maybe that's what we need to do more of. Thank you, Kim. Maybe. Okay. Just use it for reading. Um, try, give that a try. And I see that we have a few more hands. Okay. So who is next? You have about 10 minutes. All righty. Uh, 518 ending in 517. I oh, think Mary I know Beth. who that is. I thought it was Mary Beth. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm back too. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you guys have probably already done these things, but um, uh, the Braillists do have a like a help thing where you can send in questions. I can't remember the oh, address, yeah. but it's, huh. it's up on their Ooh. website. So since, you know, if you go up on the website, um, they. And you and you can't find it. Just email me or something because I do have it. Um, but that that might be a possibility. And also, um, you've, this is the one you probably uh, already done. But to talk with the Apple accessibility people to see what they have to say about this thing. Um, well, so, uh, Apple no? accessibility really does not know very much about Braille, unfortunately. No, well, that's true. But you know what? You never know. Um, it might be worth a shot. Um, and the other possibility is, is, is there a, um, you know, some sort of other tech, if you're on any other tech lists, you know, or Apple Yeah, Nikki's queried other, he's, yeah, she's queried our Braille note yeah. list. And there's exactly. other the Brilliant list yeah. I've queried. And, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And the Mac list I queried once and you got did. crickets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. So, yeah. So that's, that's not, and, and the only other, the other thing that, um, I don't know if anybody is in touch with like Karen Navy or something. She she might know if you if you guys know her. No, I don't um, know who that is. She works at Doxbury. <coughs> um, at least she did. But anyway, um, that's my. But I would say go for the go for the Braillist uh, helpline thing. Help. That's help a great idea. Thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. it is. Oh, thanks. All right. Okay. Darcy. Alrighty. Darcy. Okay, Darcy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just a couple of very quick things because I know we're short on time. Um, First of all, because you guys were talking about the Braille keyboards and stuff earlier, you actually can, if you have the Orbit Writer, it can go into two different modes. It can it can yes. be thought of as a Braille display or as a keyboard, and you can do that on the, the Mac or iOS. I played with it a little bit, but, but I But I think you can... Yeah, and I think as a keyboard, you can definitely... You cannot type in grade two. You can only type no, in No, no, because it's not your... Because it would be up to the operating system for that, because it's just like using it as a right. keyboard. Right. 
Um, and then the yeah. other little tiny piece of follow-up um, just to what Kim was saying. Uh, to Kim, you might want to go into your uh, verbosity and turn off the, the hints because it sounds like that's hints, yep. if that's what's giving you issues. Um, then, but they that's, still but it sounds show like that's her only Braille, issue, really. Even like if – yeah, because I – in my she was in my class and I did mention how to turn hints off. But I think they still show in Braille, I think too. you're right. I think they and do. And I'm not sure how to get them off except Isn't maybe trying to set the Braille verbosity to low. setting for, for Braille verbosity? I, I don't have a Braille there display, is. so that's beyond my – um, but I, I, I think, think so if you turn hints off, I don't think they show up in Braille. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but I don't remember seeing okay. it. Okay. Think well. you think that would be sort of universal, but anyway, that's all I'll I have. I know check, definitely. Yeah, I, like I've seen them. I thought they I did. Will double check. Yeah. I know right, they definitely turn off on iOS. So yeah. Yes, they do. All right. Yep. Well, that's it for me. Thank okay. you. Thank yeah. you. Hello. Hi. Deb, Deb. Yeah, Hi. Now? I mean, I yes. Okay, I didn't oh, there hear. There we go. I have a question, and it's a little bit off topic, but because you were talking about Macs and iOS, I'm trying out a Q Braille XL, and I cannot, for the life oh. of me, get it to attach to my iOS. Is that a real thing? Hmm. I've heard I that it know. works with the iOS. Yeah. But um, and okay. I want to say, yeah. If you come to one of our other tech calls, or your best bet might be to call HIMSS. They are the ones who make the Q-Braille. Yeah, and Dan, Dan is going to come. Um, we're rescheduling, so maybe when he comes, he can help you with that. But I don't know Oh, does when. he use the q Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's all I wanted to know. Thanks. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. Harvey. Okay. So to give you an idea of how little app accessibility knows about uh, about Braille displays, I was so annoyed, actually, and it just feeds into my angst about them. Um, so I was working with somebody with Loopback a few weeks ago, and they rerouted their voiceover somehow to where they lost it completely. And Apple Accessibility Solution was get a sighted person to help. <laughs> not bothering to ask if the person had a braille display, which they did, because knowing the simple fact that they could hook up a braille display to their computer and get the screen displayed to them that way. Yeah. Um, you know, and I would just, I, I, I recognize that not everybody has a braille display, but I would argue that that should be in the basic script of and if somebody loses voiceover you know, advising them of this key fact that if they have a Braille display that they could get voiceover output from it, provided your voiceover is on. And so... And no, don't let lack of knowing the Braille display commands get you, because what I do is I will turn on the display and I will use commands yeah. on the yeah. keyboard, but feel the output on my display. Exactly. That's what, what I did. And That's what I did a few weeks ago because my yeah. husband had the same thing with yep. the loopback from the vocaster. And, and, and one other thing I want to mention too, it's not, this is actually not just a Mac thing. This is for, and if you're using a screen reader on Windows and you've, because I've dealt with virtual audio cables on Windows as well, where I've lost speech for various okay. reasons. So that 
I'm going to stop you right there because on Windows, the display connection is not quite as seamless. If they have not already added a Braille display okay. to their screen reader, well, it's not going to work. Over the Mac, then. It is. Yeah. It's, Braille display. The Mac, yeah. you can truly, unless you're doing Bluetooth, which you do have to add, but, right, but with USB. the USB, you can pl truly plug and play. It still um, needs voiceover on. But. Yeah, but I wish that that should just be a basic, you know, thing right there, you know, asking your tech support script, do you have a, access to yeah. a Braille display? Mm -hmm. um, okay. And so there you go. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, we're getting short on time. Do we have any more hands? Not right now. Okay. I, know, I didn't think we'd have we we could find time for the call. I know. <laughs> okay. Anybody in Clubhouse? Nope, not on Clubhouse. Okay. So that we just have um, enough time here. I want to thank everyone for Jordan. coming. And now we're yeah. I was getting okay. to that. So I want to thank you all for coming. Please come in two weeks. Hopefully we'll have Dan back at that time. I will ask him. And now we are going to, I'm going to ask Dorlin if she will uh, unmute and give us all of the announcements for the upcoming Braille calls for the next two weeks. Awesome. Thank you, Nikki. Here we go, guys. All right. So it's Saturday. So we're back at 6 p.m. Eastern time for our um, weekend Braille together session. Tonight, we're talking about the Braille Readers Are Leaders contest that the American Action Fund does. You can get a free t-shirt just for signing up. So uh, that's awesome. Come find out about that tonight. And then next Saturday, the 26th, our Weekend Braille Together session will be a Braille Thanksgiving. So come share why you are thankful for Braille, which I know all of you are. And then let's see, Sundays. Every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern time, we have our Braille breakout rooms for people to work on Braille at all different levels. We also have those at Tuesday, or on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern time. All of these links are available through the community calls uh, schedule. Then uh, Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time are those wonderful Braille lists that Mary Beth mentioned and Chanel has finally checked out. Yay. Um, that is, uh, you can find the registration link for all our events, but their one on Tuesday is the Braille bar where you can pop up and ask any questions about Braille. And you don't have to register for that. You can find the link for that on their website at um, braillelists.org slash events. That's the only one of these calls that aren't on our community calls list. And then uh, let's see, the next Tuesday, they should be back at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. I'm not sure what they'll be doing for their fifth or Tuesday this month, though. And then Thursdays, we normally have some Braille calls, but this next Thursday is going to be Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. The following Thursday will be December 1st and the I Love Braille call at noon Eastern time, which is available on the community calls list, as well as ACB Media 5 and Clubhouse. Um, that call will have uh, Jan Levine coming to talk about Braille proofreading as a career. And then we should have our Braille 3 class back at 9 p.m. Eastern time the on Thursday, the 1st of December. And I think that brings us back around to uh, December 3rd, where we'll be back for doing Braille digitally at 1 p.m. And back to you, Nikki. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, thank you, Dorlin. Again, thank you, for everybody, for coming. Thank you, Dorlin, for those announcements. Thank you, Darcy, for streaming us. Thank you for stepping in, Chanel and Holly. And thank you, Jane, for giving us Clubhouse. And last but not least, thank you, Sheila, for hosting.